Well, we want to thank all our sponsors of high school football on Round Guy Radio. And we got a brand new one, and it's Mike's Auto Sales in Muscatine. If you need a new car, talk to Mike. Uh, he's got some great deals over there. And we're really proud to have him on as a sponsor. We also uh, are very happy to have uh, Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, uh, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Hinshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane of Huffton, Iowa, for uh, R&B Brakes of uh, Dubuque, Iowa, for R&B Brakes Sports Cards, for the best sports cards, the newest, everything that's coming out. Check out R&B Brakes Sports Cards and tell them Round Guy Radio sent you there. Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto and all the surrounding areas, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, Wester Drug and Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine uh, present the Wilton Beavers. We got uh, uh, Coach Hetzler with us uh, after just a uh, a, a night, I guess you would probably be beaming about. Um, your team played pretty flawlessly on all aspects, offense, defense, and, and the special teams. I, I was also very impressed with your kicking game and, and all that. Yeah, no, we had uh, a great night. Um, you know, homecoming is, is always a tough one to stay focused for, but uh, really told the boys that I was very pleased uh, with all three phases of the game last night. Yeah, well, uh, um, uh, Beckman Catholic uh, had a lot of big boys. Uh, uh, they looked like they had a lot of size. Uh, if if there was anywhere where um, they performed uh, uh, well, probably would have been the defensive line uh, uh, going up against your offensive line, which seems a little small, but there seems to be a lot of fight in them boys. Uh, uh, let's talk about that battle. Uh, I think your guys uh, battled pretty, pretty admirably against a, a very oversized and a pretty dang good defensive line. Yeah, you know that's something that we uh, we typically see, and that's that's kind of traditional here. We we don't have always the biggest line, and you're going to see most of the teams we line up against this year. We're going to be the smaller team on the field, uh, but that's something that we've we've had here for a long time. So our kids know that expectation, uh, you know, and and we do some things on our offense that, that put them in good angles and good positions uh, for them to allow them success and. Uh, you know, Beckman came in, and, and we knew they had some good size up front. And they had a defensive tackle who kind of slides out to defensive end once in a while, who actually led uh, was leading our districts last night in tackles for loss, I believe, uh, coming into week four. So we knew that we had our hands full, uh, but we knew that was the, the strength of their their defense. So uh, our guys, once they settled in, did a really nice job with them. Well, uh, uh, you did a great combination of kind of ground and pound and ball control, uh you went on several slow, sustained drives, uh, but the theme for me in the night was uh, every time you got a third down in challenging situation, you made a pass, you made a play, you made something happen uh, uh, to move those chains. Uh, let's talk about some of the critical third down conversions that you made that, that helped get this game rolling in the right direction. Right. You know, we, we talked to our team a lot about situational football, and, uh, you know, it depends on where we're at in the field, but... You know, if it comes up to third down, we, we know sometimes it's a two-down play. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll talk to our quarterback, Drew Keith, about that before. You know, we maybe we call that play. Uh, you know, that way he understands that he doesn't have to maybe push the ball for throwing it down the field. 
seven or eight yards, we might chop away just to get into a fourth and manageable. Um, you know, and that's something that we really, we've really taken into consideration. Uh, you know, and, and just having those guys you can trust either to throw to um, or the guys up front if we need those tough yards. And then we got Owen Hassel in the back. We have Drew Keith as a runner in the back. So, you know, we've got a lot of different weapons to go to on those third and fourth uh, down situations. So we're, we feel very comfortable where we're at uh, when we get there. But uh, that's definitely been a key point of, of talking with, with our kids um, is winning those situational football things. You know, third, third short, uh, winning third downs, you know, winning turnover battles and winning penalty battles is, is a big one to be successful. Well, Kate Sherrata, uh really um, perked my ears up and eyes up last night. Uh, he made a lot of great plays, made a lot of impactful plays. I think he got a pick six. Um, tell me a little bit about that, young man. And uh, uh, I think maybe that's why your defense is uh, uh, so vaulted this year. Yeah, you know, that's one of those guys that, uh, honestly, you don't hear on our defense, you don't hear Cade's name a ton, right? And uh, But Cade's an extremely pivotal guy. He plays like an outside linebacker for us uh, and does a lot of roles. And, and Cade is a very smart defender. Um, last night, you know, we knew that it was third and short. Uh, if they passed the ball, we knew their tendency was to run that hitch. And, and Cade just tightened up and, and was able to pick it up or pick it off and then run it back for an interception. So, uh, that's not his first in his career. You know, he's done that a couple times now, uh, playing from that position. He's just a very, very smart player, really athletic kid. And, uh, you know, and that's on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, he's our leading receiver. Yeah, he got uh, a lot of catches for you when you needed him, too. Yeah, you know, he's he's got great ball control. He knows how to uh, high point a ball and, and contort his body uh, to put himself in a good position to, to win those battles. Well, uh, another thing that you seem to do well uh, is you don't you didn't rack up a lot of penalty yards. Uh, um, I would say Beckman got three yards in penalties for every one you got. Uh, uh, is that has that been a process through the year? Uh, and are you satisfied with you know uh, uh, not making penalties and shooting yourself in the foot? Uh, you know, that's we um, last night I think we had three penalties, you know, total, uh, which is a really good stat in a high school game. And, and I don't think we've actually had a game yet where we've been over five. And I think that starts with, you know, the one thing that we challenge this this team especially with is we know they're a talented team, but we talked about discipline and, and being a, the more disciplined team on the field every Friday night. Um, you know, and, and how those, you know, you keep those penalties away on a Friday night when you get to a really, really tough competition. Uh, those, can, those can be make or break uh, situations in those close games. So uh, right now they, they have been the more disciplined team every, every Friday night. Uh, but we look to continue that. Well, uh, your kicker uh, impresses me, and he does something different uh, uh, that I haven't really seen a lot of, is he makes the ball spin so much. Uh, uh, he doesn't kick the ball yardage-wise, you know, into the end zone. Uh, generally, it lands around the 20. But I think that that spin on the ball uh, maybe was a factor in one of those fumbles. Uh mm -hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, it just kind of creates havoc in and of itself. Tell me about this young man that does the kicking, and he did an outstanding job of putting the extra points through. Uh, and those are the little details that will win you games. Uh, I think you got a winner there, and the punting was also pretty pretty solid too. In fact, you got a couple like at the one or something like that. Yeah, so last night was, I would say, our best best night of special teams all the way around. You know, we're going to start with Gavin Rogers, our kicker. Uh, you know, he's a sophomore, so second year back, and uh, – does a nice job. You know, he's actually had a couple touchbacks this year, 
and really got into it. Last night he was just missing his mark just by a tad bit on the kickoffs. Um, and he was getting kind of frustrated, but he was still doing a nice job for us. Um, he went five to seven for, for uh, PATs. So, you know, he's always striving to, to be perfect, and that's what we want our kicker to do. Um, in the punt game, Jordan Dusenberry had himself a night. His average, I think he kicked the longest for 59, um, and then he kicked another one for 35 or 40. But both of them that he punted ended up inside the five, and actually the one was on the one-yard line, the other one was on the two. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, same thing goes for, you want to talk about field position and things that people don't really look into all the time on wins and losses is that, is that field position battle, and, and that really helped hit Dyersville back last night. And yeah. Then, uh, uh, well, they had a lot of daylight every time they got the ball uh, to, to go over. I mean, there's, you know, you could graze a lot of cattle in, in the distance that they'd have to drive the ball 70, 80, 90 yards, 95 yards, 98 yards uh, uh, to score. Um, uh, and, and I thought that was a, 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 a way you, you controlled the game and the clock very well with a lot of runs that kept the clock moving. You had a uh, I don't know what kind of huge advantage of time of possession uh, in that game. Uh, and uh, another thing you did really well was you're very opportunistic. You know, uh, your kids had a head on the swivel, you know, uh, looking to strip the balls, looking to see if there's a ball bouncing around on the ground, you're keeping your eyes open, you know. Uh, that time uh, uh, you, you got that pick six that you're, you're uh, I think it was Sherrata there, he looked like a, a baseball player that's seen a, a, a hanging curveball, you know. I mean, his eyes are like dinner plates. I mean, it's like, this is what I'm looking for, and it's right there in front of me. And uh, he just went and took it. Uh, uh, tell me about the turnovers and the opportunistic ways that your teams have been playing. Yeah, you know, that's something that, you know, I, I'm not going to say that we're the only team that does this, stresses that, but that's something that we do, you know, on a daily basis is stress turnovers and, and put try to put our team in a good position. we got a lot of guys, you know, if we start uh, – in our defensive secondary, um, I think we're leading our district in interceptions right now. We had two more last night, and those guys just just love the opportunity to go out and, and try to uh, you know make interceptions. The guys up front are always trying to strip the ball. Uh, we've had a couple fumble recoveries and things like that as well. So, um, you know, our guys, like I said, we talk about opportunity all the time, and, and they're just you can see them starting to play with a, a real sense of confidence. Um, you know, I, we've got our safety, Jordan Dusenberry back there is, is kind of leading our secondary and, and he'll come off the field and talk about how he's trying to bait, you know, the quarterback to, to look one way to get him to go the other way. So, you know, when our guys feel confident in doing those things, you know, those almost uncoachable things at times, um, you know, you know, your defense and your, and your guys are in the right place. So, uh, you know, really excited about where they're at at this moment in time. Well, another thing I seen you you would only send three or four guys in after the quarterback, but um, if if the play was took a little while to develop, you were still penetrating. Talk to me about some of the penetration uh, the defensive line got, uh, and and led to he's uh, one sack with like a twenty yard sack or something like that. Yeah, you know that's I'll tell you what we learned from week one when we played Mid Prairie. We let their quarterback kind of run rampant on us and, and come up through the pocket and things like that. So. We've really settled our defensive line down. We have a really athletic defensive line up front. Um, and guys from with, with some real speed and some good size up front. So uh, once they know how to settle down, you know, we've got a couple pressures that we send at them. And, uh, but they don't over-pursue, right? You know, and, and our conversation during practice throughout the week is is to stay in front of the quarterback. That throwing over somebody who's 6'1", 6'2", or even 6'3", with their hands over top of them is extremely tough to do. And that gives a lot of our defensive backs an opportunity of those interceptions. So 
uh, I thought our guys have done a really good job from week one now through week four of settling in. And even if it's not making the sack that they are, uh, you know, a quarterback pressure can do a lot of damage as well. And that's been proven as, as they uh, lead our district right now in interceptions. And, and that starts with the defensive pass rush up, up front. Well, uh, let's talk, flip the, the, the script over and start talking a little bit about the offense, which was uh, 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 running like a well-oiled machine. I don't know if we mentioned the score. Why don't we uh, 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 tell them, tell our listeners what the score was last night? Yeah, we ended up uh, 47 to six, or 47 to 7 last night. You know, we started with uh, 0 in the first quarter. Uh, we went down after 0, and then we came out and did a nice job of closing the game out with a 47-7 victory. Well, um... Uh, my sports director Scotty Melvin texts me. He and he's never done this before, but he uh, said he'd he come up with a nickname for Drew Keith, uh, and and he calls him Double Trouble uh, because of you know what he can do by throwing the ball, what he can do by running the ball. Uh, 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 you know, I almost thought he was Triple Trouble last night. Uh, but um, uh, tell me a little bit about Drew Keith because he's finding receivers. He can throw the ball downfield. If nobody's open and he's under pressure, he seems to be able to find a place to land the football where uh, it's not going to be caught or intercepted. You know, uh, uh, a lot of heady stuff, knows when to tuck and run, uh, uh, knows how to run those those plays that are called for him, uh, knows how to be deceptive in the running game by making it look like he has the ball. I mean, uh, 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 he's, he's playing on a pretty high level, uh, um, not just last night, but let's talk about his progression over the season. Uh, tell me about uh, double trouble Duke, Drew Key. Yeah, Drew is uh, is a true student of the game. You know, uh, Drew loves football. He's 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 constantly watching film uh, to better not just himself but our team as well in offense. So, you know, he's a he's a second guy for me that, that comes in uh, and we sit down a lot throughout the week and and, and we game plan uh, what our offense is going to be. So having that quarterback, you know, sit down with you throughout the week, go through our game plan is extremely crucial. I think. Um, you know, Drew is one of those guys that uh, when he is on, he is on. You know, last night we were missing marks just by a little bit. Um, I thought we were, you know, a couple inches away from having maybe a, a 200, 300-yard game. Um, and, you know, he, he was getting a little frustrated last night at that because he knew he was missing some opportunities. Um, but, you know, the, the nice thing about Drew, just like you said, is he's going to hurt you in a multitude of ways. So, number one, he, he hasn't put the ball in any any trouble yet this year. So, he's, he's only thrown two, two touchdowns so far. Um, but the one thing and the biggest stat from a quarterback is he's thrown zero interceptions and he hasn't, he really hasn't put the ball in harm's way all year long. Um, and that's, that's extremely crucial for what we need to do. Um, and then actually on the stat sheet, I believe yardage wise, I think drew, uh, it's going to be really close to him and Owen Hassel, but they, uh, they split carries in the backfield and, uh, he's, he's right up there. Maybe the leading rusher, if not, he's right behind Owen, um, so he's a great counterpart to what Owen does. Owen kind of sets us up and Drew counters back uh, as, as a secondary runner, but he's allowed to, to do a little bit more of the bigger runs because a lot of the eyes are on Owen Hassel. But, no, Drew's, Drew's a guy who comes off. Uh, he's, he's an ultimate competitor, uh, always wants, wants to be better. Uh, you know, like I said, last night I was frustrated in, in a 47-7 win because, you know, he was missing marks by a couple inches. And, uh, you know, Drew's he's, he's going to continue to work. And, and uh, I, I really think down the stretch, he's going to be a big piece. And that, that passing is going to be a big key, key to, uh, to our success as well. Well, last night with a powerful grimace and a terrible sound, uh, 
Quadzilla pulled the uh, uh, Trailblazers defense down. Uh, um, he got the yards when you needed them. If you was if it was a, a goal line, uh, and they were making some tough goal line stands uh, against you, uh, but the guy that was getting a rock across the goal line uh, uh, when you just needed a really hard yard, it was Owen Hassel. Uh, uh, we like to call him Quadzilla there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, he scored a lot of touchdowns last night. Um, let's let, I think he has 11 on the year. Uh, talk to me about what he does and what he means to you. Plus, it seemed like if, if the blocking and, and the defensive scheme would allow him one yard, he'd get one yard. Or if three yards was the maximum that he could get in that carry, he got three yards or four yards, you know. Uh, yep. he, he really seemed to be uh, uh, taking what the defense gave him. Uh, uh, not fumbling or anything, uh, fighting for the extra yards, but uh, not taking unnecessary chances with the rock. And, and, you know, if you needed a short yardage first down, he got it for you. You got it at the goal line, he got it for you. Uh, talk to me a little bit about not just this game, but uh, tell me how many touchdowns he got in this game, but but how has he been playing for you this year? Yeah, Owen had a great night last night. He ended up with four touchdowns on the ground last night. Um, you know, I think, like you said, I think that brings his total to, to 10 or 11. Uh, on the season, and and Owen is is really uh, the the motor of the offense. You know, the guys up front are are, are giving him seams, but uh, you know, a lot of our offense is based around what Owen Owen Hassel allows us to do. Um, you know, we do a lot of play play action from Owen, and uh, but but he is is such an elusive runner. Um, it has some great vision. Uh, you know, and he. <laughs> As you said it, you, you you saw it last night when when it doesn't look like there's a whole lot there, he's he's able to find it three to four yards somehow, um, you know, and he's he's one of the best vision running backs that I've had in my time here, uh, and just I, I think, you know, he, he he's gonna blow over his shoulder, he's gonna get the tough yard, and he and he knows when it's time to break it out and try to try to go for a big one. So um, not only that, but you know, last night him and Drew they checked to a play call, and he goes out of the backfield and catches the ball in the backfield. So he's got great hands on the backfield. Just a really solid athlete for us that, uh, you know, is, is a really key piece to our offense. Yeah. Um, you got a lot of weapons over there, my friend. And you you played a spectacular game in all aspects of the game. Is there anybody in that game? There are so many, um, I can't even remember all the names, guys that jumped on fumbles and guys that made tackles and, and uh, 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 made pivotal blocks. Go ahead and mention some of the players you thought that we haven't talked about that maybe had a great game. Yeah, I'll tell you, there are two guys that stick out to me, and, and both of them actually are on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, Blaine Dorman is a, is a junior force. He's a pretty small guy, but uh, last night played an extremely physical game and, and filled holes all the way back from the safety spot. Um, you know, and stuff that we've been looking for all year, and he really, really uh, upped his game last night and really happy with where he's at. Uh, playing football at, uh, right now for us. And not only on defense, but he's on a lot of our special teams. So if you saw any big hit on a, on a kickoff or much last night, it came from um, Blaine Dorman. And, and, man, he just flies around and, and does it right. Uh, extremely coachable kid. He won't say two words, but uh, just soaks it all in and, and does a great job for us. The other guy is, is a corner um, that uh, starts. Uh, John Clellan is a senior for us. Uh, he was able to pick up his first interception. It was a batted ball by Owen Milder, our, our linebacker, another guy that we could talk, you know, a ton about that makes all sorts of tackles in the box. But he dropped on coverage, uh, got his hand on the ball, and, and then John goes and makes a diving catch. Um, you know, so both of those guys, Owen Milder, John Clellan, are super, super players in our defense. And uh, 
just just really like those guys and you may not hear a bunch about them um but you know i think actually right now owens our leading tackler and and john is a is a very solid defensive back for us right now so those those three guys i think are are, are guys that you need to hit on so um but uh, really happy with how they're playing right now well it was outstanding well sometimes uh somebody who's not playing in the game uh a student who maybe the manager you know filling up the water bottles and 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 Helping out on the sidelines can make a difference in the game, but uh, I really want to mention uh, Ben Garvin uh, 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 last night. He he helped me call the game, and he did a fantastic job. And uh, I'm proud to announce that we're struck a, striking a round guy radio strike in a partnership with him, and uh, uh, we're going to have him call games for round guy radio, uh, Beaver games, uh, football, and uh, basketball too. Uh, I think we'll we'll have a presence and a voice. And we'll help to uh, uh, put a blowhorn, a megaphone, as you will, up to uh, uh, the Wilton Beavers. Because I really feel like, you know, you, you look like a top five team to me. Um, uh, there's just no question about it. You just have so much going for you. Uh, so much talent. Uh, a 4-0 record uh, uh, going for us. Um, you want to mention somebody like, you know, like a Ben Garvin or, or somebody that's helping you out that we, we, we don't get a chance to talk about, but maybe a volunteer or, or somebody that's, that's uh, given their time to help the Wilton Beavers out that, that isn't a player? You know, we've got a lot of those guys, you know, and, and I, you know, I always tell them, everybody that it, it really takes uh, way more people than what you, what you think to have a successful football program. And that's uh, from managers. That's from people on the sidelines on Friday night. That's from statisticians. Um, you know, our guys up in the press box, we have a crew up in the press box that does a great job for us. Um, the people that, uh, that are, that are running our facilities uh, at night throughout the throughout games and, and keeping everything under and in check and under control. Um, but, you know, just, uh, you know, truly and honestly from our, our, our coaching, my coaching staff puts an, uh, a ton of time in to watching film, prepping every single week. Um, you know, and these guys are all, all guys that are working 40, 50, 60 hour weeks and then coming to practice, um, you know, there's not anybody else on my staff that's in the building. Uh, so they're working outside the building, coming in and putting all that time in as well. So just, um, you know, a, a lot of people in order to make a successful program. And, and we're very lucky in Wilton to have the support that we do. Well, uh, you know, I never trust a, a, a school where I can't get a visual on a cornfield. Uh, and you do have that covered. It's a little more in the distance than some of them uh, I see, but you get you got that aspect of it, but I love the entire environment about it. Uh, uh, the, the, the crowd, they rolled out the red carpet for round guy radio. So many people come up and had such nice, uh, uh things to say about it. And then, uh, I talked to your dad up there in the press box and he come up with this idea for me to work, work it on the track and then just to move along, uh, you know, so we can get a good visual on that. And that was, a. uh, your dad's a little bit of an outside the box thinker there, but that was a, <laughs> uh, uh, that was a great idea. And we just ran with it. And, uh, you know, we were able to capture the, the sounds of the crowd and the sounds of the band and the sounds of the shoulder pads of popping. And, uh, uh, um, it was, a uh, uh, he would, he really helped me out. And I, I want to thank him. I want to thank the guy that made that tenderloin for me and everybody at the concession <laughs> stand. Uh, I like the colors, you know, um, I, I guess, uh, um, God really blessed us with a beautiful evening, didn't he? I mean, it was, a, it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. There was a nice breeze. Um, 
and, and I like that beaver. Um, is that new or has that been there a while? Uh, uh, but that's that's pretty dang awesome that uh, display of that. The, that's... the carving yeah. with the helmet and stuff. Yeah. So we had that donated. One of our uh, coaches. Um, I don't know if it was donated or if, if one of our coaches actually purchased it and then brought it in. He won't tell us, of course. But uh, um, yeah, he had a, he had a buddy do that up a couple years ago, and it is whoever did it uh, is just an amazing talent. Because uh, it was, if you go look at it, it's a fine detail. Did it out of a tree stump. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it's it's a Wilton football helmet, and then it's got a beaver sitting on top of it. Um, so yeah, it's just a really really neat thing that adds a lot to our our stadium. And then we had a a couple um, of your players on the sidelines come over and says, "Take a picture of us and put us on the cover." You know, <laughs> uh, uh, I like the you know I just I like the whole interaction with everything. Uh, so we did, and we put it on the cover for them, and uh, <laughs> the crowd was awesome. Uh, they were rocking and raucous, and uh, if you're anywhere in the Wilton Beaver area, man, if you ever get a chance to get over there and watch a game, you know, uh, I, I talked to this lady who was, you know, she was there with bells on, you know, she was there. There's like six people in there, and she's uh, uh, in the stands, got her, you know, the best seat in the house, and I just asked her, I says, uh, you got a kid or something on the team? She says, no, I just love the Beavers, you know. And, and uh, you got a fun bunch. You're blessed to have uh, uh, the kind of backing and the kind of community that's behind you. And I, I think it's it's got to be one of the biggest reasons you have so much success. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, Dave, we talked a little bit before the game last night, but we are we're very fortunate here, Wilton, uh, to have the support that we do, to have the facilities that we do. Um, and I really do think it's an underrated uh, uh, venue to come watch a high school football game is, and like you said, if people get a chance to come out, it's it's uh, it's a really good place. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, and it's great. I mean, you know, it, it's small town football. You know, most of our communities there. Um, you know, so it's 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 a great feeling, great atmosphere, and uh, you know, it's it's something that our our boys and, and our athletes deserve on a Friday night. Well, I could talk to you all day about this, but I'm afraid I'd mention lunch and supper. Uh... So why don't we uh, just wrap up this game and uh, the next couple minutes? I'd like to hear about what your what challenges lay ahead next Friday. Yeah, they. Uh, so uh, yeah, next next week, you know, as we get moving, uh, we came out pretty pretty unscathed as far as injuries. Got a couple guys banked up, but uh, next week we head to our. Um, it's not a crosstown rivalry, but it's it's five miles down the road. It's it's Durant. Um, you know, which always brings a whole bunch of, of, of emotions out with, with our kids. Uh, you know, we talked last night that, uh, you know, Durant's going to come in 0-4, but, but again, those records really don't mean anything when you're playing a rival school. So, uh, you know, we, we've got a, a ton of respect for, for Coach Dietrich and his program over at Durant, um, and we expect a, a tough battle uh, regardless of record next week. Is that a home or away game? We are heading on the road to Durant next week. All the way to um, all the way to Durant. I don't think you'll have to put any gas in the bus. And <laughs> I don't think so. Not next week. Well, uh, Durant is going to be lucky in one aspect. Is uh, I'm sure that's going to ring the cash register pretty hard. Uh, I imagine uh, baseball, basketball, football. Uh, that's got to be one of the best rivalries in the area, uh, and one of the most well attended games uh, I can imagine. Yeah, you know it typically is, and and I did. Uh... I had a I had the opportunity early on in my career to um, to actually coach and teach over there for a year before I came to Wilton. And uh, you know, when I was over there, we actually we struggled the year I was over there. We did not win a game, and and our crowd support over there was great every single game. You know, and even though 
things were did not look the best. And, uh, you know, I, I expect nothing less uh, next week, especially when Wilton comes to town, uh, to, see a, to see a big crowd on hand and, and to see a good football game. Well, um, we had a, a meeting at Round Guy Radio, you know, at the beginning of the year, and I decided I was going to stay home and just watch as many games and keep up with as many games as I could. Uh, and I'd send Scotty Melvin and Jeff Mills and Andy Kretzinger and, and uh, uh, Andy McGuire out to games, you know, and then I'd coordinate all of them, call them in after the game. And it, and it's a very good strategy, and it works very good. But uh, what I didn't realize four games into this is I miss going to the games. I love going to the games. And uh, yeah. uh, I had a great time over there in Wilton. And thank you so much for – I want to thank uh, Wester Drug for uh, uh, having me come over, and I want to thank our, our new sponsor for your team, which is Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine. Uh, uh, I think maybe we'll put some more together as we're going to really ramp up the coverage of the Wilton Beavers because uh, I've got the the, the beaver fever, uh, 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 and I just there ain't no cure for my disease. Um, uh, and you guys didn't do anything to slow it down at all last night. Uh, uh, I'm more pumped up and fired up than ever. Well, anything you want to say before I let you go? No, just again, man, we, we appreciate the coverage. We really do. Um, you know, it's something I feel our kids always deserve and, and have earned that right to be covered and, and promoted. And uh, you guys are doing a great job. So so we'd say keep it up. Well, good luck. Thanks for having me in there. And thanks for, you know, just, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know why I like to take credit for it or everything, but it just seems like, when I'm there and the, and the players know it, they step it up. You know, they step up their basketball game. They step up their baseball game. They step up their uh, uh, football game because they know uh, those dulcet tones that come out of Round Guy Radio are going to uh, vibrate through uh, uh, the state of Iowa uh, uh, and land in some pretty important people's ears. Absolutely. Thank you for being with us. All right. Thanks, Dave. Well, well, we want to thank all our sponsors of high school football on Round Guy Radio. And we got a brand new one, and it's Mike's Auto Sales in Muscatine. If you need a new car, talk to Mike. Uh, he's got some great deals over there. And we're really proud to have him on as a sponsor. We also uh, are very happy to have uh, Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, uh, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan. Neighbors Insurance Agent, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Hinshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane of Huffton, Iowa, or uh, R&B Brakes of uh, Dubuque, Iowa, R&B Brakes Sports Cards for the best sports cards, the newest, everything that's coming out. Check out R&B Brakes Sports Cards and tell them Round Guy Radio sent you there. Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa. Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto and all the surrounding areas, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa.